Yo, welcome to a brother's got next. I know you're listening to some smooth sounds in the background. That's gonna be our guest coming up in just a minute. My boy almost. Um, but Quab, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's back. It's good to be back at it. It's good to be uh man, episode nine. Episode nine. It's 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 I can't believe we're nine in already. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, we still going strong, getting good good feedback from people you know our listenership has gone up we you know we appreciate the support as always from people um you know i'm really excited about this episode man just kind of like how you had hermits on uh last week you know this week i got a you know special you know we got another special guest uh good longtime friend of mine you know he's just more than a friend to me he's you know like a brother to me um you know we've grown up together uh been through a lot uh he's a talented brother as well you know, not just with his uh, his beats and his music, but, you know, he's a good uh, artist as well, just, you know, with, with painting and everything. Um, and uh, he goes by a lot of names, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, you listen, you're listening to his music in the background, uh, Almost, a.k.a. One Half of the Stuyvesants, a.k.a. Alan Cole, and a.k.a. the guy that will return Texas in 24 hours he takes a day to return texas but i'm still waiting for him that. to return one of my texts from like a year ago. yeah we go we gonna get into we gonna get into that but alan what's going on man <laughs> <laughs> hey how's it going fellas man <laughs> sorry about the text uh speed but it just sometimes life gets crazy <laughs> nah we know you was the left it's all good it's all good but nah man um yeah now nah, we it's a pleasure to have you on the show man one thing i gotta say before you start talking is that you know alan was definitely one of the a big uh, supporter of us starting this show when we we, we kind of pitched, the, you know, the idea to him. He was one of the people that was like, yo, man, y'all got to do this, it's, you know, go go all in. So we we appreciate that, man, from you. But, uh, yeah, man, just kind of tell the people about yourself and, you know, what you're doing everything. Yeah, so, again, as you mentioned, the uh, name is Alan Cole. have a lot of different <laughs> alter egos. Uh, but, yeah, in general, I'm, I like to consider myself an artist um, in a lot of different uh, mediums. Sometimes it's music, sometimes it's drawing, sometimes it's design, sometimes it's code. Um, I like to switch, wear a lot of different hats. Um, but I'm a longtime uh, New Yorker slash uh, uh, Maryland slash DMV guy, um, basically like an East Coast dude. And um, yeah, I'm just uh, you know excited to, to see what this where this conversation goes. Talk some music <laughs> stuff, talk some some sports stuff with y'all. And also, too, man, I didn't realize it's nine episodes in. That's that's excellent, man. It's almost ten. Yeah. I hope y'all do something special for the for the tenth episode. Uh, but yeah, I've been following along and always get a, a lot of good laughs and and uh, good info on the sports stuff because like sometimes I'm not able to keep up with all of it. But I know I can check the podcast and get caught up real quick. And so yeah, man, I congrats on all, all the success, man. Yeah, you know, just it's good to have you on. What are the what are the smoothest cats I know? This is a- cool chill dude I, I, you give off you give off a lot of cali vibes I, i'm always I'm, I'm always looking for ways to hype up cali but you do give off a lot of you do give up a lot of cali vibes real laid back you know you know, like honestly i want to you don't remind me of like the typical east coast dude and when i say that i mean like a little more uh outspoken you're a little more on the chill side you know so oh. i've always i've always that's always been a cool thing for me <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it. i love a lot of west coast man both the pacific northwest the, the bay area and socal man like it's all awesome i love the the, the vibes and energies over there for sure so you know one thing what what one thing we got to do quab you know as you did with hermes you know i got i have to talk about how me and alan first met so you know we're going we're going to reminisce a little bit 
and he, <laughs> he likes to deny this story. So, you know, me and Alan met. So just to get some background, our parents, you know, are really good friends with each other. So we, we were kind of like family. They've known each other for years. Um, so I met Alan when I was seven years old in, in Maryland at, at their house. And, um, <laughs> so what happened was, Quab, they had a G.I. Joe ch- tent, right? And, you know, I just met them. You know, I was seven. So, you know, we just playing. We in the G.I. Joe tent. And yo, you, can you believe Quab? They locked, they tied me up in the GI Joe tent <laughs> and just left me in there, like just 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 meet them as a little as a little homie, as a little homie. They left me in the GI Joe tent, dog. No, I'm assuming I'm assuming they had a good reason, though. I'm assuming they had a good reason for doing that. Nah, that no, I just brother. met them. How how they have a good reason? I just met them. Yeah, yeah dog. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just throw that one on my brother. Throw him under the bus on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was both of them. Get him on yeah, the it was both of them for sure. Both of them for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I will, I will admit that. But yeah, man, let's get into it, Alan. Man, um, sure. you know, as we, as, as we uh, sitting in the, in the top of the show, man. You know, yeah, you, we have you have your music playing in the background. Um, just tell us, man. Like, obviously, you know, I've always been a big supporter of you since day one when you started in high school and. You know, if you, obviously, if you want to get into that, that's fine. But, um, man, just your latest stuff is, you know, with the Stuyvesants and obviously almost, um, you know, Sound Effects Volume 1. Um, you know, I've always been a big supporter, a big fan. Just tell us, yeah. man, when, you, when you're when you making a, a beat or, you know, producing, what, what goes into all that? What do you, what is, what is your thought process? Uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. Like, the, the music thing was something that I kind of stumbled into, like you mentioned, in high school. And it was just something that, like, I never, re- never thought I'd, you know, really take part in, you know, it just seemed like something that at least at that time, like just music for parties and stuff. And, and like, just to, you know, just listening was, was fun enough for me. But around that time, like I got exposed to uh, just underground music, um, which I didn't even know was a thing back then. Um, but like some of the artists, like, you know, at that time might've been, you know, like a slum village or a Mad Lib, even like a tribe called quest back around that time was like, you know, still kind of like an underground type of thing for me. And uh, once I started listening to that, it made me want to like figure out how I could be a part. Whereas before it was just always just something that like I associated with partying and hanging out. Um, and so like, uh, like that part of it is, or I guess that kind of like discovery of like, um, you know, seeing something that you didn't know existed, but, but finding it and feeling familiar is basically like the thing that I, you know, hooked into back then. And it's what I try to put in all of my music, man. I almost always want to, have that feeling come across where like, you know, you're hearing something that you never heard before, but it reminds you of something. It might remind you of a place. It might remind you of a feeling. It might remind you of even a, maybe sometimes a song you've heard or, uh, or a moment in time that, you know, uh, that it, it kind of sparks on you. And like, so when I'm making music, when I'm sitting down, that's always like the end goal that I'm envisioning, you know, at the very end of it. Um, and uh, beyond that, it's just mostly just like a reflection of, you know, the things I live, you know, in my life, the, you know, the people I know, the, the stories and stuff that, that uh, you know, I've collected over the years and like that just all kind of like translates into, into music. It's tough to really describe it. It's very much like a kind of out of body type of thing that happens when you kind of know you're on to something good. That's going to, you know, it's going to come out great at the end. Um, it's very much like a, you know, I almost feel like I don't even had a control over it sometimes. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll sit down and like nothing good comes out the next day I'll sit down and like, 10 joints will just come out and they're all bangers. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. Very, it's very tricky in that way. I don't have like a full kind of like, you know, control over it. It's very like a thing that kind of, very much like a thing that moves through me in that way. Um, and where I just kind of hope to catch 
those vibes at, at any given moment and be able to luckily be there at my station or, or at my workstation or, um, you know, have something on me so I can capture those ideas when they come. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I just love it. It's, it's, it's very hard to like, uh, you know, describe why or like, you know, why I, you know, do it, I've been doing it for so long. I started out like, like you mentioned as an artist and, and like both drawing and painting and all that type of stuff. But this music thing just, it just it stuck in a way that I think, you know, when I was doing all of that design and drawing and art and all that type of stuff, I was trying to get to this. I just didn't know it until I got this far in, you know? And so, yeah, I, I just, yeah, it's just, it's addictive. It's very much addictive. <laughs> so Alan, would you say, you know, as somebody that comes from a, a journalism slash writing background as Darian does, would you say producer, and sometimes we'll get like a writer's block. We'll, it mm. will struggle sometimes to kind of put our, put our thoughts together on a piece of paper. Do producers, get that too like do you find yourself like struggling sometimes to kind of come up with something or is, is it more of a natural feel man yeah that's that's a, a, a yeah we producers have a term for it called beat block <laughs> and it's literally the same thing as writer's block like it's because <laughs> I, I usually try to attribute it to sitting down and not having enough options readily available right so like if you're sitting down a lot of times i find when i have beat block it's usually because like either i've listened to a ton of music and now when i sit down I'm not sure what direction to go in or it's just a thing where like when I sit down, I don't really, I didn't come to it with an idea in, in mind. And so I'm usually trying to like, you know, just mess around with stuff to see what comes out, you know? And sometimes, you know, I can, I'll be successful. Like I mentioned, like on, on good days, like I'll sit down with no idea and just press a button and automatically all ideas just come out. Other times I'll do that same process and it's just, it's just whack, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't come out good. Yeah. But what I do in most, in most of those situations is I try to like, First off, push past that, um, you know, either by like just kind of doing something out of the box or um, what I found is like there's always like little things that like you can do that aren't always just focused on like the end result. Like like sometimes like it might just be like collecting drums or organizing drums or like, you know, setting up a new, you know, sound kit to work from. You know what I mean? And like that doesn't necessarily turn into a beat immediately, but it gives me new tools for the next time I sit down to have something new to work with so that. I'm starting in a new place that I didn't have a block in initially. And so it's just, it's, it's tricky, but I, I try to like, you know, when I, when I recognize that that's what's going on, I immediately, if I can catch it, you know, I realize and, and realize it, then I'll try to move around it and, and come up with something else that I can be happy with. And maybe it'll contribute to another, you know, beat or something later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alan, you, you put me onto a lot of music, you know, and I'm going back to even when me and Fer- me and Quab kind of met in, in, in college, I remember, you know, you put me on to Knife Wonder and Little Brother and oh, yeah, put me on yeah. to, you know, remember Jill Scott back in the day. Even yeah, even yeah. putting me on to kind of our both our favorites. I know we're gonna get into our top five producers later, but yeah, probably yeah. one of our favorites, Dilla, you know what I mean? Um of course. so a lot of a lot of influence I've had through music has really been through you. And I, you know, I have to obviously credit my big brother who, you know, was also a rapper too. Nice with it too. Saying? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do all live. Shout out to, to Free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. But what it, I, I guess the question I have is when, you, when you're doing these beats, when you're making them, I know you said it's like an out-of-body experience, but do you draw any inspirations from producers you've heard from, you know, growing up or that you hear now or in, in the past or in the present? Is anybody that you, you know, you kind of like, yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of his sound and I'm going to use it in mine? Yeah, definitely, man. Like, I think that's just like a lot of folks don't want to own it, but it's just like when it comes to art, like there's always a little bit of borrowing and stealing going on and then right. taking that and trying to build on it. Like, that's literally like how things grow. You know, you borrow it from what's been done already and try to improve on it. 
And so, like, some folks look down on that, you know, but I think that it's just a natural part of growth is it's how you do it, you know. And so, you know, especially in the earlier days, like, I was literally trying to figure out how people did, you know, and came up with certain sounds. Dilla is, I think, like, again, we're going to get into the top five later, but he's, I'm, I'll say it now, he's at the top of that list solely because he, his the variety of sounds that he was able to come up with is still unmatched in my, in my view these days. Like, I listen to a lot of producers, a lot of music. And there, there's very few producers that are able to like switch styles as much as this dude uh, was able to in his, in his short time that he was here, you know. And um, like even as a you know as a young producer coming up, like that was always a challenge. It was just like, man, how did he get this 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 bass to sound this way, or how was he able to, you know, I, I have this the same record, but like when I listen to it, it doesn't sound like how he does how he made it sound, you know? What right, I mean? right, like, right, right. You know, I'll, I'll go back and try to find like you know different samples that he's used in the past, and like like all right, where where did he chop, or like what part did he move around or, or freak or, or do whatever, you know, to make it do something different. And like in doing that, you learn, you know, either on one, on one hand, you might learn and to figure out how he actually did it. But more often than not, you discover a new way to do something, you know, because more often than not, you don't really know how those guys are putting stuff together. They got their own methods that they, they come up on. But when you go into it and try to figure out what they're doing, you come up with a, a new way that's that's unique to you. You know, and then once you start building on that, you come up with a new sound that that is yours. Like, that's the thing that, that you end up owning at the end of the day that other folks in the future or even now some young folks starting out, they'll hear that stuff. And just like, man, how do you figure that out? And they'll start their own cycle and come up with their own new sounds from that. You know what I mean? And so that's that's usually how it goes, um, you know, for me in that, in that aspect. Now, Alan, if you could if you could work with any artist, who do you think would fit your sound the best? Who would who would who would? Who would who would just fit perfectly on one of your beats? Like, man, man. I want this dude to have. I know it's a tough question because it's probably yeah. so many guys, but you have a particular sound to your music. As our listeners, yeah. or, you know, as our listeners here, who would you think? Who do you think would be a perfect fit? Man, it depends. Like, well, some of the sort of the, the almost stuff is is uh, is one particular sound that I'm going for with that particular project. Um, there's only one album out, but there's another one coming out a little later this year, and a third one that should be out um, shortly after that. And with that sound, I'm trying to go for um, just a little bit more of like an R&B soulful type of sound that's not, you know, informed by like the stuff we know from like the 90s R&B that's super popular these days, but like a different twist on it is what I'm aiming for with that. And so when I think of artists that would sound good on that, um, I'm, I'm not sure if y'all are familiar, but there's this uh, this singer I've been following lately. Uh, her name is Ravina. Um, she's, uh, I think she's from the States, but she's, uh, I, I think her family may be from a Middle Eastern background. Uh, but man, she has an incredible, incredible voice and like what she does with, you know, with the, her production and like that stuff that she's able to get out. Just I can just imagine it would, it would sound really good, you know, on on some of the stuff that I do. And so that's that immediately, uh, you know, jumps out of me uh, with, uh, for, that, for that question, for sure. Um, and then when it comes to like the Stuyvesant stuff, like that particular sound is very much like, you know, New York soulful, you know, just kind of like raw, you know, minimalist types of beats. And um, I always kind of hear like there's a cat, there's this cat. Um, his name is uh, uh, Kota the Friend, I believe is how you pronounce it. K O T A. Um, he's a Brooklyn dude as well, and I, I love the the tone of his voice. It it sits in like a certain spot in the mix that like I think Stuyvesant sound would just fit right around it in a perfect way. Um, and I also hear like I don't know if y'all follow these guys, uh, but those Griselda dudes, man, and that West Side Gun, and some of the other guys, uh, Conway and um, uh, Benny the Butcher, like those dudes, like. Yeah, from Buffalo, but they just had this super, super raw, like kind of Wu Tang sound that, like, is you know very much like a foundation of Stuyvesant for us, where it's very much like we try to approach everything, you know, without you know 
putting all the extra polish on on all of our music. Everything is very raw. It's very much just like, here's the sample. Here's the break we're using. You know what I mean? We do a little bit of mixing to, to make it sound, you know, congruent across the project. But it's it's very raw in that way. And so when I hear those guys go, it just, man, I can just, I can hear it. You know what I mean? I can hear our stuff, you know, sounding good up under theirs. You know what I mean? Um, J. Cole, I can see that. You know what I mean? Um uh, see, see some of his stuff, on, you know, in there. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, I could go on all, all day. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah man. You know, it's funny that, like, I would, like, I was saying in the beginning, you put me on to a lot of music. Now I gotta check these mm. these dudes that you just mentioned, like, because y'all not, y'all not familiar with, with, with Griselda? Nah, no, I'm not. Y'all need I'm to not. listen to that immediately after this this podcast. They put out an album. I think it came out in November. Man, all you gotta do is press play, and you'll immediately know exactly what I'm talking about, man. These guys, I did that from Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know any other rappers from Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> like, me neither. Dudes are nice with it. They were, they were, they they do actually that thing that I was saying earlier about like reminding you about something that's familiar but it's new. That's exactly what these guys give you. You know what I mean? They got that raw gutter New York sound that like yeah, it's just it's just it's it's surprising to see. Like it's actually they've gotten pretty popular over the last few months and years or whatever. Like they I think signed with uh, Rock Nation and got have a deal with um, Shady Records as well. But like they just do like they they, they just. They just go in. You just you just have to get into their music. Once you hear a few songs, it'll make you want to get into the whole catalog. And, what, and say the name again, Alan. Uh, Griselda. G R I S E L D A. Griselda. You said, you you said the, other dude, the, other, the other person was Coda the Great. You said Coda the Friends. Coda the Friends. Yeah. Okay. Who's, who's, the, who's the Who's the lady you mentioned? Um, Ravina. R A V E E N A. I believe is how you pronounce her or spell her name rather. Sound like my, sound like my okay. mom's name because I was like, damn, I thought you was talking about my mom for a minute. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um, shout out to Miss Faye. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. Like yo, this it's, it's been great talking this because like man, you you got me hyped when to become a producer, make a beat now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm have to send you. I'm gonna have to send Allen one of my mixtapes. Oh, I'm poor, <laughs> man. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Quab got some good mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Quab has definitely put me on some, some, some music over the years, too. Yeah, you know I'm always I mean? looking for something, because I, I, I'll i be honest, man, like, a lot of the streaming stuff, I, I just, it's tough for me to get into it. I don't, it's something wrong to me about, like, having a bot tell me what music I want to hear next. <laughs> I'd much rather, you know, find new music based off of the people I know. Like, I, all the stuff that I know about literally came from people mentioning it to me. None of it is from a bot, man. Like, it's, right, it's, to me, right. I like that, that, that in-person, like, you know, mouth to mouth type of type of transition. You know what I mean? Um, right. When it comes to you know sharing music and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and so yeah, yeah, definitely to the listeners, man. Check out almost. Check out um, you know, the whole catalog. Check out the whole Stuyvesant catalog, man. You know, I think it's available right on iTunes, Spotify, all all the uh, yeah, we know all the streaming services. all the streaming services, yep, man. Yep. Yeah, I'm telling you, you guys, you will not be disappointed. Um, obviously you're hearing the music in the in the background, but it's just a lot more uh, just heat. You know that you're gonna get yeah. a lot of fire joints. So yeah, man, I I definitely like I said, I, I'm not just saying this too because I've known Alan for so long. But I mean, like I said, like I've had other people who I've let listen to his music that didn't know him and were like, "Yo, this joint's fire!" Like, you know, <laughs> and become yeah, instant man. fans. So you know, yeah, you won't be disappointed. But like you said earlier, man, you know, obviously we have you on the show. You 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 know, you're one of the hottest up becoming producers. So we got to get into this list of top five producers of all time. Now, me and Quad. <laughs> had a real hard time with coming up with five, you know, so many guys. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to leave out a lot of classic dudes, dudes that yeah. probably get mad at me. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going we gonna to try to, you know, keep it 100 and do our best. And, you know, we're going to like who we like. So, Alan, Alan, let's start with your number five. Who you got? 
Uh, for number five, man, it's it's tough to start from that side because <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's so the list is just so long. But this is a guy that like um, even now, like he's been making music since the eighties, man, and making hits since the eighties. But even now, like there's records that are coming out, you know, 2019, 2020 that he does stuff for. And every single time he does, I'm able to pinpoint it with perfect accuracy. <laughs> okay. That person is Raphael Sadiq. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. that. that dude has been playing guitar on people's records and producing stuff since the 80s. And it's all fire. Like every single time, like I think it's the um, uh, Solange's last record was the last time where like um, I was listening to the record of uh, my fiance was playing it. And that's just one song came on. I'm like, man, this joint sound like Raphael Sadiq is on it. And this mm -hmm. is my, literally my first time hearing that record. And that was the one when did the uh, dug through the credits and he's there. He is sitting right on there, man. And it's just he just has like a sound that that like is very unique to him. And every time I hear it, it piques my interest. And I know that the song is good. And it's literally like my probably my it's not my favorite, my second favorite song in that album um off that Solange album um but yeah he's he's great he does a lot even does hip-hop stuff occasionally like he's done some stuff with Tribe back in the day um I know he's worked with Dilla here and there uh you know Badu a lot of folks man and so they're definitely definitely getting into his stuff as a producer not even you know just obviously his own albums he produces as well and they're all dope right but the stuff he's done for other people man if you do the research you'll find a lot of hits you probably already like <laughs> he just didn't know he was working on it well i was a big tony 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 fan back in the day sure. so yeah, you yeah. know they was dope from you know when i was like a young youngster coming up you know in the 90s like they were dope yeah. so um, even yeah. somebody like lucy pearl you know yeah, so yeah. other yeah. He's he's just dipped into so many different things, and he's. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned him because that's yeah. not somebody I would have thought of. Like, oh yeah, right. he, he's nah, still man. underrated for some reason. Go yeah, and look that's like true. Police, like he's worked with everybody, yo. and his current stuff too is not just like you know 80s and even early 2000s. Like he's still doing stuff today, man. It's it's crazy the yeah. longevity he has. Yeah. So yeah, Quaff, you got a number five for you. I really didn't enjoy doing this because of the difficulty is so difficult man, because <laughs> like, dang, if i if i leave this dude out it's like are people gonna be like how could you leave but you know what man it, it's five if, if, if i had a top 10 it'd be a little easier to put these guys in but yeah I'm, i gotta go my number five man i kind of grew up with this um i gotta have the neptune slash pharrell in there that, that's okay. my number five. Like, you know, obviously. Oh yeah, that's come on, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, yeah. I mean, dude, there's so many though. But yeah, yeah I got the Neptune's yeah. number five. I mean, God, where do I start? You know, whether it's the stuff they put out on their own. I, I love the uh, the NERD stuff they put out. I course, love the work yeah. they've done, pretty much with every artist. You know, yeah. and, and I love how they've done work pretty much for multiple genres. You 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 can go anywhere from Gwen Stefani to Nas. They right. they've done work. For everybody, Khalees. To clips. You know, to clip, to, yeah, clips, Khalees. There's just yeah. so many different artists. I love the versatility. I love yeah. the distinctive sound. As soon as you hear, you know it's you know that's the Neptune. You know that's Pharrell. Um, and just as just Pharrell as an artist is I think he's one of the most influential, you know, artists ever. I, I don't know if people put him up there yet. But man, if you think about how long he's been in the game and the different types of the, the, the variety of music he's put out, I had to put yeah. them top five. Mm. Yeah, I got you. So uh, my number five is uh, I got to shout out our boy, Quab uh, uh, James, who put me on in, in, in college. And I know you probably you know who I'm going to say, um, but I got to put Nicolay at number five for me. Wow. Um, OK. Yeah. Nicolay, <laughs> man. Look, listen, I, I became a, you know, foreign exchange fan because of, you know, our yeah. boy James back in Vegas. And I remember when I first listened to Connected, 
I can still listen to that album now, man, and it still gives me goosebumps. Like Definitely. every track, I, I don't think there's one bad track on that album. And since then, I've been a, a big foreign exchange fan. I mean, obviously, Quap can tell you we, we've been to concerts together, whether it's with just me and him, with our significant others, you know, my wife, you know, I mean, we met Fonte, I think, at one of uh, the do overs. Um, oh. And obviously, you know, we're, we're obviously big fans of them, you know, with Little Brother, who shout out to you, Alan, who put me on the Little Brother back in the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, it's kind of just kind of just blown up from there. But, yeah, man, I've, I've, I've been a huge Nicolay fan since college. And anything he drops, man, I just pretty much I got to listen to it. Um, so, yeah, man, I got I got to put Nicolay at number five. I know a lot of people probably don't know about him. He's from the Netherlands. And obviously mm-hmm. he linked up with the half of the little brother, uh, Fonte, who's from North Carolina. Um, and, um, yeah, if you haven't heard that joint connected, it's an old album that came out like in 2003, man. Classic. I, yeah. Uh, Classic. It. It's oh, one of yeah. the best albums ever. At, Yeah, no one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life, man. Yeah, you you really got to listen to it. You're you missing out if you haven't listened to that. So, yeah, I, I, I've had to put Nicolay at number five. And just one so. quick thing about Nicolay too is he has a lot of solo albums. I don't think people are too aware of like his City right. Life albums are really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Volumes one through three, it, it's, it's such good stuff, man. He's another guy. He has a distinctive sound, but yeah, he plays I'm, a ton I'm of instruments you, too. Yo, yeah, I'm glad you put him up there, man. He he, you know, obviously I, unfortunately I had to leave him off, but I, we understand it's only five guys. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right. So Alan, who's your who's your number four? Number four, I got uh my homie Knotts, man, also representing uh VA. So yes, I've heard of him. I've heard of yeah, him. Yeah, so Knotts yeah. is one of those dudes who is he's another one that's just had a ton of longevity. I think he first started, or at least I first heard his music um on Buster Rhymes, uh, I think his second album. Um, I want to say When Disaster Strikes, I want to say uh, it was that one. But like it's the intro that he did, and like right when that joint starts, it's like it immediately takes over your whole headspace because the, the beat is just so much in your face. Obviously, Buster murders it. But ever since then, like whenever I saw that producer name on something, I'm like, wait a minute, this joint is just like slamming. Like it's lit, like his the way he produces drums, the way he uh just like the, the the variety of sounds he comes up with, but that all kind of fit into just what he does is, is just unique. And he also has this very unique way of playing bass that I still have not figured out how he does it, but it sticks out <laughs> and it's very unique to his sound. Um, but yeah, he's yeah he's another one that 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 still makes a ton of stuff today. Like I, I follow him him on Instagram, and every day he puts up like three or four or five beats. Nothing is whack. Like everything is just consistently awesome. And it's like to watch this dude for over now. Well, at least I've been listening to his stuff for twenty years probably now and he's just still has been consistent and and even get better you know i would say even now like uh he just still has like a very like full complete sound and like feel like he could do anything you know um he produced with a ton a ton of folks um out here he's another guy i'm sure if you look up that name and those production production credits you'll just see his stuff all over the place um, yeah now i've heard some yeah. i've heard some of you because I've, I've listened to albums where i would hear you know right i hear a song or something and i see the guy i saw the knots do and yep. I'm like, yo, who is this dude? And I didn't even know yeah. him. I didn't know he was from VA. I, I heard yeah. of him because I would see him like sprinkled here and there on, on joints I like. And I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of tough. Like, yeah, this is yeah. dope. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, now nah, he's definitely a talented dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'll say one other thing, too. And this is maybe a bit of a tangent that we don't need to go on. But when it comes to Virginia, I don't know what it is, but you could do a top five. If your top five was just Virginia producers, nobody yeah. would be mad. Oh, be, be, <laughs> nobody would be mad if they were all from VA. Everybody out here is, is fucking is fire, yo. It's crazy. Nah, it's a lot of talent in the, D- yeah, in the DMV, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah nah, it's definitely a lot of talent. So who, who you got as your number four, Quab? 
So my number four is somebody, I, I, I may be wrong, but I feel like he may not be on either of your lists. And he's not on people's lists for some reason when it comes to five. And I don't really get it. I've, I've always been a big RZA guy. I like his like. Oh, so, yeah, I'm nice out of my top no, five. No, I'm, no, I understand. Nah. <laughs> no, he, he deserves. No, he deserves to be on the top five, definitely. Yeah, Darian tripping. But anyway, <laughs> I just never been. You know, listen. You know what happened with me with RZA? Look, like okay, Wu Tang is obviously one of my favorite groups of all time. He yeah. obviously, you know, all the Wu Tang joints are banging. But I just never like when it comes to like besides anything besides the Wu, and then when he tried him trying to rap, I think that kind of threw me off, and. Mm. I just think he he his peak was when they first came out. Like the best beats he did is when they, you know, obviously, you know, thirty six chambers, you know what I mean, and you know, Wu Tang Forever. I just thought he he peaked in in the beginning, but then I felt mm. I felt like as he got later on, you know, as he got older and kind of tried to do the whole Bobby Digital things and mm-hmm. try to get on other people's. I just wasn't feeling him as much, but that's just me. You know, that's just my mm. taste. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, you got to separate his. I've never been a huge fan of, the, of him as a rapper. But right. You can separate that from his production. I don't. Yeah, I mean, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But man, you know, D and me and you talk a lot about the solo work that that the Wu Tang has done. All these classic albums, like for example, you love "Only Built for Cuban Links," which is one of right. the greatest hip hop right. albums of all time. Who mm-hmm. produced? You know who produced that? You know. Who yeah, that's true. That's these, true. These yeah. albums, so. Yeah. I understand he may not, and I understand you're not taking a shot at him saying he's not one of the all-time greatest. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not yeah. on my top five. Yeah, and, I, I mean? and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like I said, this list is is, is very frustrating. There's just there's just too many classic albums in in the Wu umbrella. I feel like I can just use that alone because they're they've been such an influential group. I mean, I think we can all agree that the Wu Tang is a, you know a top five. Heck, you can even argue top three rap group of all time, and he's the guy behind all of that. So I, I had to put him in my top five. Got you. Got you. So my number four is, and I got, again, I got to shout out Alan for this one for putting me now on. Alan's back getting a lot of props. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, you know, listen, Alan put me onto a lot of music. He's been a big influence music wise in my life. I can't front. No, well, yeah. my big in these brother. 30 minutes, he's put us, me on on like five people so far. I got, <laughs> I got more. I got more coming. Exactly. Exactly. So I, this, this, this next dude, um, listen, at one point, I was like so obsessed with this dude. I was like, anything he produced, any song I I, I like heard he what he did the beat for, I had I had to get it, I had to listen to. And my number four dude is Knife Wonder. Um, mm, obviously, yeah. you know, Quav, you know me for a long time. I mean, we're both little brother fans. I mean, the listening, you know, all you know, obviously, Mentral Show. I, I mean, those are all the little brother joints. But I mean, he's done stuff for Jay Z. I mean, and the thing is, he's still doing, you know bad beats today and when you you know we we talk about rhapsody all the time you and me qua but how dope she is well a lot of the reason she's dope is because knife one is doing them beats you know he's doing the beats yeah he's legit producing her for sure yeah Yeah, exactly and i don't know if you guys listened to his um compilation album a a year ago uh that it was like it was a compilation i think i think it's called jamila 2 um and has like you know rhapsody gq on it um, oh yeah, big grit. Yeah, dog. That is one of the, that was one of my favorite albums of like, I think it came out in 2018. It was so fire, yeah, so fire. Yeah. And and you know it's funny like, he 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 kind of had a period where he I I didn't hear him for a while. He kind of went away, but it's like, dude, he's still dope. Well, he's actually even getting better. That's how that's how much yeah. this dude is so you know that I like this dude. I mean, yeah, man, I've been a big Knife Winter fan since college, man. I mean, like I said, I just. Definitely shout out you, Alan, for putting me on. Because like I said, I was I had a little even bromance about him at one point. I was I was that obsessed. <laughs> like, yo, any any song he was producing, 
I had to listen to it. I'm like, yo, this, yeah. this is gonna be fire. So yeah, yeah, one is, yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought him up. I don't, I don't have him on my top five. And like I said, it's no disrespect. Um, yeah, right. There's just the guys I have on here have the. I'm a big longevity guy, and a lot of these guys, mm. but. Man, I'll tell you what, I don't know if, if everybody's listened to God's stepson. It was he remade oh, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. when he, Yo, he remade obviously he remade that his Godson album. It, it's spectacular. He it's spectacular, that man. And yeah. one just one other quick note. I know I know Alan's never been a huge Wale guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now and that's fine because I've always liked Wale and Darian. I feel like you're kind of in the middle where you like them, but you don't like all his stuff. I like yeah, like, I mean much. Yeah, I pretty much like all his stuff, but mm. he has a mixtape um, called "Back to the Feature," which has a lot of uh, nice Knife Wonders beats on there. Some mm. some of his best work. That's what I like about Knife. Very consistent. I haven't heard you don't hear too many bad beats from him. Yeah, very. Exactly. Although he he's been a little repetitive in the early days. I remember like when I first found out about him, I was stumbling on you know like beat tapes and stuff and like right. a little random like you know even some of the artists that they were used to work with like back in North Carolina. And it's def they were definitely like a lot of the same drums back then, but he's gotten out of that and like grown and it's it's yeah, it don't even matter no more. Like he's 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 nice. Yeah, exactly. So who you who you got at number three, Alan? Ah, for number three, <clears throat> excuse me, I have um Mad Lib. Oh, another, oh another yeah, huge, yeah. Another huge, underrated dude, one of the man. most underrated dudes in the game, man. For real. Like he's and he's another one that like is a sleeper these days, like. I stumbled on his music uh, maybe in like 99. He had a record called Quasimodo, Super Random, where he was the whole album he recorded with like, you know, how like they had those little helium balloons and you change your, your voice. He recorded a whole album rapping like that, that he produced the whole thing too. And it sounds super weird, but the joint has some of the best beats I ever heard in my life to this date, you know, and like he's carried that same, actually, no. The one thing that the one of the things I like about him the most is that he never sticks to his particular sound. You never really know what you're gonna get. Sometimes you get stuff that's completely terrible. I won't I won't lie, but like the stuff <laughs> you get that's like awesome <laughs> is mind blowing. Like, and I'll I say even the terrible stuff is probably like I'm just not ready for it. You know, he this dude is like really on another planet with it with his production. Like the stuff that he does, like the stuff that he samples, and the way that he samples it, the the way that he processes music, it's just it's very raw. It's very much just kind of like. A, a brainstorm almost, you know what I mean? Where it's just, just all over the place, but it just sounds great. And I don't really know how to describe it any other way. And even to this day, like he got a record that he did with uh, with, with Freddie Gibbs that's huge. Oh, uh, yes, you know, I that just that. came out, it's I think dope. it was last year. Yes, yes. Fine, the whole thing is yes. dope. And you know what I mean? It just, I was surprised to see how long he's he's been around because he's another guy that's been making music since like the mid, early 90s um, with like Loop Pack and like some of the earliest stuff he used to do back in the day. And randomly he'll switch and do just a straight jazz album he had a a group that was just all him that he came out with it was a it was called yesterday's new quintet um and it was just a straight jazz you know direction that he went into where he's just playing all the instruments uh, uh, uh roads and and uh bass and all of that stuff drums all of it and it's a complete 180 to all the stuff i knew him for but it still sounded incredible and so yeah he's he's, he's number three for me yeah one yeah, thing I'm I'm, before before i ask before i ask uh you know, Quab is number three. Um, the one thing that people need to listen to with Mad Lib is uh the stuff he's done with MF Doom. Oh um, yeah, oh, yeah. People Mad know, villainy. Mad villainy's a great. Oh yeah, my man. god, yeah, yep. dude, you yeah. have to listen to some of the stuff he's done with Matt, MF Doom. They're yep, both yep. to me. Even I, I know we're talking about producers, but him and MF Doom together are like one of the best combinations that yeah. I've, I've ever heard put together. And Easy. very both both dudes are very both underrated. I don't know why they're not talked about. 
in more like you know like as far as the best in their field. But yeah, yeah. man, if, if if you don't if, if you yeah, if listeners don't know, man, you have to listen to what what uh Quad mentioned, Mad Villain, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Great album. Yeah. Great album. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Quad. So who's your number three? So my number three is somebody that's very high on both of your guys' list. I don't have him as high as y'all, but obviously having him at number three is significant. Uh, Dilla. Go for Dilla. Oh, like, oh, there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. And, I will, and you guys are, are much bigger fans, so I'll just briefly, just briefly talk about why I like him. I mean, where do you start? I just love his versatility, the, 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 the yeah. R&B. The, the, I mean, Slum Village alone. He's yeah. Slum Village guy. And if you listen to Slum Village music on the on the albums that he didn't produce, it just sounds different. It's not the same. It does. I, I actually yeah. couldn't really even yeah. get into it, you know? So, yeah. um, but I mean, whether it's De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, uh, yeah. stuff with Erica Badu, The Far Side. D'Angelo, man, Ruth, man, yeah, it's Common. Just, it's, just, it's just too many. Yeah. It's too many. It's too many artists. And a lot of people might say like, well, he didn't really, a lot of people don't feel like he was mainstream enough. Um, and I don't, obviously that's not a bad thing. Like some people just yeah. never really, but he's worked with so many big artists and I don't think people are really aware of when they're listening to his stuff, but another yeah. guy, very distinctive sound, um, had, had to put him top five. I had to. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So my number three is a guy I felt like he's kind of been un- over, you know, underrated his whole, his whole like career. And I don't know why this guy's not really talked about a lot. He's worked with everybody. He's been around the game. He kind of taught. I mean, I'm I'm not a Kanye fan anymore, but he kind of, you know, taught Kanye what he knows, and that's mm. no ID. Um, wow. Yo, no ID. Jeez. I'm gonna be real with you. The reason why I really became a Common fan, you know, what I mean, I, I obviously yeah. people that know me know I'm, you know, huge Common. Well, he's one of my favorite rappers, but um, yo, no ID on uh, One Day All Makes Sense, dude. Yeah, that can I borrow a dollar? One of the too. greatest hip hop albums I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my life, and um. I mean, you could just go down the list, man. Like he's 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 produced for Jay Z, for you know. I mean, I a lot of reasons I got into Janae Iko early is because the stuff that you know he she, he produced on Janae Iko's uh, uh, solo album and even wow. like mixtapes. So I didn't know he worked with her. Yes, man. Yeah, he's actually she's actually on. Well, I don't know if she's still on it, but she was on his label, the Atrium label. Mm. I guess he had. Um, okay. But yeah, man. Now, No ID is a dude. Like I said, I've been a big fan. And I'm talking about before before college, high school, you know, middle yeah. school. I thought the dude was nice. So, yeah, wow. man, no ID is definitely up there for me at number three. You know, I, I, I really underrate him because I don't even think he would be on a top ten list for me. And I know that sounds right. crazy. But, like, if mm-hmm. you hear, obviously, even Jay-Z's last album, uh, The Story of OJ, that was, a, like, one of my mm. favorite songs on that album and, and one of the one of, his, one of my favorite beats from him. Um, I, I understand. Yeah, he, he's obviously a very good producer. I never had him that high. Definitely. I, I respect, you know, obviously, like you said, the early the early common stuff. I mean, his best work is all. Oh, all yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I definitely understand. Exactly. That. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Who's your number two, Alan? Uh, for number two, I got Timbo the King, man. Timbaland. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, I am, no, listen, yeah. listen. So, Alan, before you get into that note, okay. I don't think you understand when we was in high school. Allen was on Tim. It was Timberland and Swiss Beats. I mean, Swiss, you yep. could not hear if you walked into Allen's room or you were hanging out with Allen. That's all he was blasting was Timbo and Swiss Beats. But yeah. well, Allen, Allen, before Allen, before you get started, he also my number two. So you could. I'll, oh I'll let, wow! I'll let, okay. I'll let, okay. I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there no is. way I was leaving off. No, no yeah. chance in the world. But I'll, I'll let yeah. you go. I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, Timberland, like. I, I, he's another one that's like the long first off the longevity 
But I think for the, for me, the, the biggest reason is is going back to those those high school days for me is the reason why he's number two is because that R&B sound that he made for Aaliyah is still being – that's what the sound is today. You know what I mean? When it comes right, to, like, right. the R&B stuff that's out, like, literally, like, the way that the – again, I'm getting to produ- producer hat, uh, hat on real quick, but, like, the way that he, you know, does his drum programming and all that stuff he was doing in the 90s is – what people are mimicking now, you know what I mean? And like to have that much foresight and just to even like land on that so randomly, um, you know, at the time when like, you know, there was R&B was super popular then and it had its own sound, but that, that, uh, uh, what was it? A four page letter and one in a million joy, like those two songs, the way that he approached R&B in those uh, at, at that time, which is just unheard of. It was like from another planet. And I still think now when I listen to his music, I still can hear that inspiration that I, I remember, you know, back then. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, he's, he's definitely top of the list and work with everybody. Obviously, your Jay-Z's, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, shoot, Nelly Furtado, super random. Oh, but, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, so, but yeah, it, I'm, it's dope. Justin yeah. Timberlake stuff. Like, I, I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's so glad. more pop than the other stuff I like to listen to usually. But it's still just, it just has a sound and a quality to it that's just, it's very rich and it just, it's just full. And it's like, it's in your face, but it gives you room to kind of like mellow out and like chill and bob your head too at the same time. And yeah, yeah, big fan. Absolute legend, dog. I mean, yeah, it, I, I, and, this, and the thing is, like, you didn't even mention, at least I, I may have met, I didn't hear it, dog, even like Genuine's music, early oh, music. Of course. Like, dog, yeah. Yeah. Player, uh, you know what I mean? You got, like, you got oh, player. Them. I forgot about player. <laughs> <laughs> that's my top player. Number Yo, two favorite record all time is player. Even, no, you're talking <laughs> super, one of the most underrated. I don't want to even say it's underrated. One of the best pop albums of the 90s, Super Duper Fly. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh, Justin Timberlake's best week yeah. of the 2020 experience. Just man. like you said, Nelly Furtado. He's worked yeah, with Madonna. Man. It's like game changing stuff multiple times. Listen, yo, if somebody wanted to have him number one, I wouldn't think that's crazy. I'd be like, yeah, yeah wouldn't be mad. Would not be mad. He, he's, I, I love Timberland, dog. I, yeah. I was, I was nervous that we all wouldn't have him in there. Like, there's no nah, way yeah, I'd be nah, the only one to have. <laughs> yeah, and if well, you also, I'm, a, if you I'm a, at, oh, oh yeah. Oh, go ahead, no, go ahead, Alan. Go ahead, go ahead, Alan. Look at his, uh, his Instagram account. Currently, like he still is dropping heat, man. Like he just yeah. puts random stuff out. Sometimes his songs he's working on with with uh, current artists and stuff. But like everything, not like nothing is whack. Isn't, isn't oh, he's great. One of the best yeah. ever, for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to disappoint y'all. He's not my number two. He's actually not in my top five. I know that's oh, wow. disappointing. Oh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> I know it's disappointing. I'm, I know. Listen, I'm, like the I said, room. this was well, hard. This was who hard. your number two is. If that's the Yo, case. and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised neither one of y'all had this dude in your top five. Well, we're not done yet. Okay, <laughs> okay. But you, how you yo, this is the 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 myth, the man, the legend. Quab knows me and you, obviously me and Quab have been big fans of this dude. I mean, you're going on what? This guy's uh, that I'm about to name it four decades in the hip hop game. How y'all going how you going to leave out Primo? DJ Primo. Oh. <laughs> I have, yeah, Primo's definitely top, top 10. Yeah, yeah listen, listen, listen. DJ yeah. Premier, this is this is not okay. Let's just not even talk about the gangstar stuff. But let's talk about albums he's done for Nas, songs he's nah, done for Nas. Yep. I mean, dude, yep. you're talking about Illmatic. Jay-Z you know, joints. Jay-Z joints. Yep. I mean, he's yep. still banging heat now. Even yeah. on people's yeah. like, two years ago, he came out with P-Rhyme with, with Royce the Five Nine. Now, Crazy. In, case you, in case you guys don't know who Royce the Five Nine is, he's a dude out of Detroit. He's been around in the game for a while. Another underrated rapper. They had, yep. a, they had an album called P-Rhyme, which they put their names kind of together. And it actually was their second one. And yo... Those beats on that album, 
Oh my Brilliant. God! Oh, it's great. He's he's a legend. Yeah. Another legend. A legend. Yeah. A legend in the game. Yeah. And listen, no disrespect to Timberland. Timberland's definitely a, a top ten dude of all time for me. But dog, Primo. I almost yeah. had Primo. I mean, listen. Like obviously, I, y'all know how I feel about Dilla, but Primo is like almost to me like right there. Like I mean, he's mm. not better than Dilla, but he can. Mm. If somebody wanted to make an argument. I would not mm. be mad. I would not be mad. My only minor, my only minor knock on Fremo is I don't feel like he's as versatile as some of the other guys we mentioned. That's like why. That's why he's not top. Five yeah, and, and yeah, and that's yeah. not a knock. I mean, he he's pretty much for the most part like he's done a little bit of work with like Christina Aguilera. He's done like mm-hmm. a li- he's dipped a little bit out, but he's he's ninety nine percent hit rap, and and that's cool. But yeah, I, all the other guys we name are just a little more versatile, and and that's why he's like legit number six for me. Right, yeah, I think I think Primo is probably his, his sound is he's probably one of the few people who you can't really mimic that sound. No, like you it's cannot. It's just him. Like his whatever combination of machines and stuff that he uses to, to make that sound, it's just him. And so, you know it's him, Alan. You know when you put on time. when yeah. you when you put on that song, you're yeah. like, oh, that's a Primo beat. That's he's, Primo instantly. Yeah. And a quick little little another little tangent. Griselda is supposedly doing a whole album with him. Just Ooh. so you know. Oh Aaron. wow! That's, okay, that's gonna oh, well. get you hyped. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely okay. going down. Yeah, definitely yeah. going. You know, uh, download that joint when it when it yeah. drops. And yeah. uh, so, all right. So now we we are all into our uh, number one. I, I I probably assume me and Alan gonna have the same number one, but I'll <laughs> let you go first, Alan. Who's who's your yeah. number one? Yeah, it's it's Dilla for for some of the reasons I mentioned earlier. Like uh, he's just foundational to for me as a producer. Like he's one of the first guys that, like I mentioned, like made me want to contribute and make music. You know what I mean? Like. There's that. There's also like the versatility that he has, where you know it's not part of it is like the the, the versatile uh, versatility he has with the artists that he's worked with, but then it's also too just like when you go and listen to some of those old B tapes that leaked online back in the day, like there's like thousands of, of beats that he has, and they all just sound so different. They all like make you feel something different, and they all have this like root in like just foundational hip hop that like it's a thing that I've only seen him be able to do. You know, like Pete Rock, I mean, uh, Primo does it a little bit. Pete Rock does it a little bit, too, where it's like they have a sound that's like this reminds you of what hip hop is. But Dilla does it in a way that's versatile that I just I've not been able to figure out how he's, he's, he's doing all of it, man. It's, it's 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 literally to this day. And he passed away. What, you know, what, 2006, 2005. Right, like, right. Even now, like, do you go and listen to some of those joints? I'm just like, man, there's folks that have not been able to do this even now, you know, like 10, 15 years later. And so. It's wild, yes. Yeah, so he's definitely top, top, uh, top uh, number one for me. Okay. Um. All right, D. So D, I'm assuming you have the same number one, but I'll, I'll yeah. Let me go before you go real quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm piggyback off what Alan said. Look, yeah. this is, you know, Alan obviously was a big influence of yeah. Why I have Dilla at number one? Because yeah, he put me on back in the day. But I think when I really fell in love with Dilla, and I'm sure you can, you can talk even relate to this, Alan, is when I first heard Donuts. That's probably oh, yeah. one of the greatest yeah. instrumental albums. Maybe well, for me, it's the greatest instrumental album I've ever heard in my life. It that is, that's, no, that's number one. It's number one. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. One. It's not even close for me. Like I mean, yeah. I talked about Nicolay earlier and guys like you know who've had I- instrumentals. Like Nicolay has a lot, but you know Nicolay's not touching Dilla and yeah, yeah. Donuts is just like such a classic. Like when you yeah. talk about a dude that's just playing, you know, it's all beats. And nobody rapping. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's and the large majority of the album he made on his deathbed, man, which is sad to hear, but also I know, phenomenal. But also phenomenal. Like, phenomenal. Crazy. To do this? <laughs> crazy. I know that that's the Insane, crazy part man. of it. And yeah. um, you know, you know, as I talked about, you know, common, you know, be, being a big fan because of no ID, 
Mm-hmm. Dilla did a joint, you know, obviously everybody knows about uh like Water for Chocolate. Oh yeah. I mean, that's another a common classic. Classic album, yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's one of Common's best joints and I mean, it's like like you said, man, you know, repeat just kind of going off what you said, the versatility, you know, the slum village days. I mean, I can just go on and on of just a lot of, I, a lot of you don't hear a lot of bad beats and then just like you said, his sound is just so he doesn't he's not repetitive. I mean, I could just nope. go on and on, man. But uh, yeah, Dilla's definitely. I have, I have one little other little note too that a lot of producers that are popular now, even like your Timberlands and your Pharrells, they will all point out Dilla as one of their influences back in the day because he was doing this in the '90s. Like that's the thing that's so phenomenal about it is that it wasn't just a thing that he grew into. Like from the beginning, he was just always introducing sounds that nobody had ever heard of, and like a lot of producers, you know you know, credit him for like either getting getting them to, you know, into music and making music or just as an inspiration. You know what I mean? Even though their sounds don't sound nothing like like his, you know? And so yeah, I just want to add that. Yeah, I, gotcha. All I, right, so Qua, who's your number one? I'm so mad at y'all, dog. And, and like <laughs> I heard y'all say and look, and I had Dylan at three. I, I can't it, you remember remember those nice things I said about you, Alan? Like, oh yeah, man, you from the you remind me of a West Coast cat. I how how did y'all leave off Dr. Dre? How? Oh How is man, <laughs> definitely I'm so top mad right now, dog. He was. Number he's definitely one. my top. number yeah. one for me. Number one. <laughs> I, you know I, what it is? I'm I got stunned. a reason for why. I'm stunned. And it's because it's because you don't hear enough of it. Thank you. Like, what, are you what are you talking he about? Has a lot you don't of hear enough of what? He has a lot of dope joints. Like he definitely like in the '90s and even in the '80s. Like dude's been around for a while. When's Detox coming out? But like, first of all, <laughs> well, first of all I, had to tell you, I had to tell you that was a good. But wait a minute, y'all, y'all, Marion, you and you know I love Nicolay. How could you put the how? How? Listen, 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 I'm listen. Stunned, I, I love I Dr. Dre, but I got I gotta agree with Alan, dog. Yo, you cannot be out of the game for like 10, 15 years and then bless us with like a couple joints one year and then go away again. He just dog, yeah, he, he, he can't do that. Before, dog, but he, he put, no, listen. Listen, I get it, and I know he's been making beats before. We were both even born. All of us were born, but dude, <laughs> he's a legend, and I'm never going to take that away. His early, I mean, look, 2001, you know, the chronic, I mean, classic. Yeah, the chronic is a classic. But dude, definitely. you cannot be away and, and no, tease no, no, us no, 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 no. with the album for 10 that. years. You can't do that. that. <laughs> because, dog, he, 1984 was when the world-class wrecking crew started dropping. Dog, mm-hmm. what year were you born, D? 83? 83, yeah. I don't. Thanks. First of all, if he was in the game for twenty something years, I mean, what he he's like fifty something. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I, the yeah. audacity of y'all right now. If I grew up, if I grew up on the West Coast, I might I might have had him in the top five. He might even. I he's he's probably in my top ten. I don't even know to be honest. What? I have to really assess it. But it's only this. It's, it, I was, I'll say it has to do with like part of it is like I know he's he's like foundational to albums that are some of my favorites. Like you go to Snoop, you know, you go to uh, you know a lot of joints that are from the West Coast that are dope. But it's just I think there's like a a thing that's that's missing after that. You know where I didn't see a lot of growth. Like I know even when he had like when he was doing stuff. Uh, what was that joint? Thirty something that uh, that Jay Z uh, joint that he did. Super super dope. But it was just yeah, like was a dope. sound that was very repetitive. You know, like when I go back and listen to those records, I'm like, oh, wow, these joints are dope. But they all, all the joints he was making around that time all sounded like the same joints. You know, it's like, I'm like, all right, 
it's cool. He's still a dope producer, but I'm like, all right, I'm not seeing a ton of like, he's not wowing me over and over again. You know, yeah, he's like, like wowing me a couple times, but not over and over again. Quad, when he came out with Compton, when, you know, when the, uh, you know, uh, oh, the Straight Outta Compton joint came out, yeah. I was like that. And then I remember a lot of like Hermes, your, your Hermes didn't like it. A lot of people in the West Coast didn't like it. I loved it because I hadn't mm. heard from him in like 20 years. So I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is dope. But then he just went away again. And it's like, I can't yeah. put you in a top nah, five. See, I'm not buying that though because away. he was out. He did so much work already. Like, duh. It's like, what he, What does he need to be doing this till he's 80? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, be, I know he doesn't. But Kwa, but look at somebody like Primo who I put at number two. Dude, Primo's been around since the 80s, dude. Like, game And still doing it. And still doing it. Primo may do it, but Dre has way a way bigger library than Primo. That's not even close. Way bigger. You think so? Dre's is bigger than Primo. I don't know. Dre man. has a bigger library than Primo. Dog. He'll have more hits. But sure. here's the thing, you guys, keep, and you guys keep ass. saying how Dre has disappeared. But like, I'm sorry, I could have swore he did stuff with Kendrick and all these Kendrick albums. That's true. He did. He did. He has some. He has some. That's true. Songs. That's true. Yeah. Like if, if Kendrick, if if we're gonna have a current rapper power ranking list. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would probably have Kendrick number one. I don't yeah, know I do. Okay. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, whether it so sounds for him and I don't, you know, whether people are big on Doc on Eminem or not, the, the, just the stuff he did for him. And maybe it's a, it could be a personal thing for me. And I, I know you guys don't mm. think this is a crazy number one. Like you guys, no, are like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. But I guess I'm a little surprised that he couldn't even make it out top five. Especially Darian, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very surprised. Especially talking wow. Chronic 2001, like just yeah, oh yeah, yeah. no, Classic, dude, no man, come on, I'm not, man. I'm not nothing against the specific records, man. But I think it's just like it's to me, it's that wow factor over and over again. Like even with the Kendrick joints, like they're dope. Like I think that a uh, Good Kid, Mad City record is. Probably one of the last good, like full length albums that I've heard, even till to today, you know. And so, oh, like, yeah. no, it's I think that, like, you know, I definitely you can see and you can feel Dre's hand in that album, too. You know what I mean? And so, I get, you know, I, I will say it, but you know, I don't know. It just, I, I don't know if I even have a, a legitimate reason now that, that I'm kind of thinking through it <laughs> <laughs> for him not to at least be in the top 10. Because, dude, so, dope. So, like, I'm I don't, so you know, I'm not taking man. anything away from him, but yeah. so mad at y'all, right? Nah, Quab, you know, I love Dre, man, but come on, man, you used to even tease me. You were like, dude, detox is never coming out. I used to be, I used to get sad all the time. He, he was, that, that, that was never coming out, but he was still doing work for like other artists. Like I said, he was doing stuff for Kendrick, he was still doing stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, y'all really forgot about Dre. This is what he meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot hilarious. about Dre. <laughs> forgot about Dre. Dang. Yeah, well, oh, man, with you fellas, good stuff with the music, man. This, this has been a great conversation. Like I said, I mean, I hope people listen to this and, you know, uh, just take a lot from what Alan said about, you know, being a producer and then, you know, the influences and then, you know, obviously us naming, you know, some of our favorite producers, but it's been good stuff with the. You know, the the hip hop, you know, I call it the hip hop round table because, you know, a lot of times we always talk about the MCs, but I think mm. producers get forgotten about, you know what I mean? We, they forget about the people actually making the beat, you know what I mean? That yeah. they're rhyming yeah. on. So I think this is a great conversation. You know, you don't hear a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, you know, talking about producers is always about the rappers. So I think this is this was great stuff. But we're going to end we're going to end the show. Obviously, you know, obviously we're we're. We we talked a lot of hip hop and obviously you know where our main thing is the sports thing, so we're just gonna jump into it right quick to end end the show with uh obviously coming up this Sunday is the NFL Championship Sunday, um you know this is for all the marbles obviously you know these uh 
two games, you know, the winners go to the Super Bowl. Um, so uh, uh, I know Allen doesn't know a lot about this, but he can have some fun. We could just, you know, pick, guess, whatever you want to do. Um, but I'm going to start with the first game. Let's talk about Titans and Chiefs. Who you got, Qua? How did y'all forget about Dre, man? <laughs> I love the Chiefs. In fact, before the playoffs started, my playoff prediction was Chiefs Niners. It's very close to happening. I think the I think the the, the Titans have been doing is great. Obviously, Derrick Henry is running like I mean, he he's on a rip we've never seen in the playoffs before. I mean, he's averaging 181 yards a game. So that if, if they can just hold them to 100 yards, I think they have a good shot. But I just think the Chiefs are too explosive. I think they overcame the adversity being down 24 nothing last Sunday. Right, exactly. I love the Chiefs, man. I, I think this is the year for them to just go all the way. Um, I'm not ready to make, like, a Super Bowl prediction yet, but um, I love the Chiefs here. Who you got, Allen? Titans or Chiefs? Allen? <laughs> oh, oh did, we, did we lose him? Yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm out. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> That's but quite uh, the, that's quite the exit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's all good, but we can keep going, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like like kind of the same reasons you said. I mean, Derrick Henry's been amazing. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, rushing for all, you know, for, like you said, over 180 yards. I mean, obviously, what he did against, you know, what I'm saying what he, get, what he did against the, uh, the the Patriots. But yeah, man, the, the Titan, uh, the Chiefs coming over, oh, coming at. Uh, 24 down 24 to nothing. I mean, at home. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was over when they were down 24 to nothing. But yo, Patrick Mahomes is amazing, man. And uh, with, with Kelsey and all, all those weapons he has, um, yeah, man. I, I just, I don't, I, I think, I think the Titans' magical run ends here. I, I like the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, no, it's always weird when people defend Derrick Henry, and I always wonder when I'm watching highlights. I'm like, why do they always try to tackle him upper body? Like the dude is humongous. You got to go after his legs. I'm, I was listening to a press conference from uh, Tyron Matthew, and he said that, like, yeah, we got to go after his legs. We got to get him to the ground. We get, we're not going to try to attack him right upper body. Like that makes no sense. So I expect them to to slow him down, like at least a little bit. And I I, think, I like the Chiefs there. Right, right. So let's go to the next one. Packers at the 49ers. Who you got? I got I got to go with the Niners. Um, I, I actually like the Niners. I don't want to say easily because I respect the Packers. Obviously, Rodgers is one of the best to ever do it. I just think it's 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 not a great matchup. I mean, the 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 Niners are so good up front that they don't even really have to blitz. They can send four. I mean, they can send I mean, Nick Bosa commands a double team every time, but he still sheds those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, when you're talking about Eric Armstead, they got DeForest Buckner. They got so many guys on that D line who. You know, you don't have to blitz all the time, meaning you can have more guys in the secondary. As good as the Devontae Adams is, I really like the matchup of him versus Sherman. Um, and, I, you know, Sherman's going to step up to that challenge. Right. I think Garoppolo's going to make enough plays. I love Kittle. I don't think that's a great matchup for them. Um, I like what they're – I like the Packers are doing defensively, but I love the Niners here. I'm, I'm going to go with them to win by probably about a touchdown. Yeah, I guess we're going to be two for two with this one. Yeah, I'm just going with the Niners as well. Um, I know, obviously, you know, they played early in the season, and I know the Niners blew them out. I think the game will be a lot closer this time, but I kind of like the Niners for all the reasons you said. You know, they're D. Yo, Richard Sherman, man, what a, what a redemption story. You know what I mean? A lot, of these guys, a lot of people counted him out after, you know, he left Seattle and then, you know, he got hurt his first year with the Niners. But, man, he's been amazing this year. And just that whole defense, I know they kind of had a little slump near the end and in the middle of the season, you know, after they started off hot. But 
like you said, I think Garoppolo will make enough plays. I like Emmanuel Sanders. I like their running game. I really like the Niners' running game. Yeah, they got so and, many guys um, they can attack with. Exactly, and I love and I love Kyle Shanahan. You know what I mean? Uh, as 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 their coach. So yeah, man. I think I think I'm predicting kind of what you're predicting. You know, Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the Niners on that one. Should but be yeah, some, man. Two good games for sure. For sure, for sure. But yeah, man, that wraps it up for an, uh, another episode of A Brothers Got Next. You know, we want to thank uh, Alan, uh, aka almost one half of the Stuyvesants, for, for joining us. Uh, check out the, uh, his library on on all the platforms: iTunes, Spotify. Um, you know, he has he has a, a a good catalog with you know just not just with the Stuyvesants, but him as a solo artist. Uh, Sound Effects Volume One. Yeah, you should definitely take a listen. They're a very talented, dope, dope producer. Um, so yeah, check him out. Um, yeah, and obviously you've been listening to his music in the background, but Quab, man, another, another one down, you know, yeah, the next one's big, the, the 10th episode. Number 10, baby. Week. Number 10. It's going to be a special one. And, you know, as you mentioned before, you really appreciate the listeners. It, it, it's amazing, man. We're getting a lot more each week. It's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, we're going to continue to have a more, more guests. Obviously there's, there's still going to be episodes of just us too, but just can, you know, if you guys leave reviews, spread the word, subscribe, all that good stuff. That'd be great. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. exactly exactly but yeah like i said that does it for us for another episode join us again next week you know like i said the big uh episode number 10 and um yeah man just continue uh to listen and support us and we really appreciate the love we out peace peace